Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. Still standing, can we read Psalm 136 together? When I read, then you respond. Is it okay? Psalm 136. Reading from the New Living Translation. So when I read, oh, give thanks to the Lord, then you'll respond and say, for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. Is that okay with you? Let's take it together. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love. But he held Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. His faithful love endured forever. He killed powerful kings. His faithful love endured forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. His faithful love endured forever. And Og, king of Bashan. His faithful love endured forever. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel. His faithful love he remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love he saved us from our enemies. His faithful love he gives food to every living thing. His faithful love Let's read the last verse together. Ready? Go. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. Give the Lord a shout of glory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. I 
Asim pape bi amate ni de oye oye Asim pape bi amate ni de Yesu oyodo oye oye ampa oye 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 Sing it again with me come on Asim pape bi amate ni de oye
unto the Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise. We testify today and say you are good and your mercy endures forever. We stand here before you this morning. Our first Sunday service for the year 2023. Casting our minds back, we can see that you brought us from a mighty long way. You were with us throughout the year 2022. You stood by us. You upheld us. You preserved us. You protected us. You kept us from evil. Faithful and true. When they said we couldn't make it, you said, my child, you can make it. You took us from where we were, traveled all the way with us, through the rivers, through the fires, over the mountains, through the valleys. You kept us and preserved us. And here we are today, standing before you one more time. 
what can we say but that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever there is hope and assurance in our hearts that as you were with us in 2022 even so will you be with us in 2023 and in an even more profound way thank you that this year will be far better than the previous year what we did not see last year by your grace and mercies we will see this year where we could not get to last year by your grace and mercies we will get there this year what we could not achieve last year by your grace and mercy this year we will achieve it what we did not see last year by your grace and mercies we will see this year thank you that through Jesus Christ we have the victory that he it is who causes us to triumph in you. And this morning, we prepare our hearts to receive your word. Let it come forth in power. Let it come forth in strength. Let your truth be unraveled unto us. And may we be blessed because we came today. Touch everyone under the sound of my voice. Those physically present here. Those who are watching online. All of us need to hear from you. All of us need a word from you. Master, speak this morning. Your servants are listening. I commit myself unto you. Anoint these lips of clay. Direct every word that I speak. Holy Spirit, take control over this vessel. And use me for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' mighty name have I prayed with thanksgiving. And let the people of God respond with a loud amen your amen like you mean it. Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you're sitting by that neighbor. It's good to see you. You're looking good. Better than you looked last year. I'm expecting greater things for you. Your life will be glorious. Your life will be superb. You will go places this year. You will climb mountains. You will cross valleys. You swim across rivers. The glory of the Lord will shine upon you. And your life, your life, I mean your life, I mean your life will never, never, ever, never, ever, never, never, ever, ever, be the same again. If you believe it, clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 12. We declared during our crossover watch night service that this year 2023 is going to be a year that we'll be looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. And this morning, I want to continue sharing with you along those same lines. 
And so this is part two of looking unto Jesus. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, look unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read first from the New King James Version of the Bible. Reading from verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus everybody say looking unto Jesus looking unto who the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to read the same, um, these same verses but this time from the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion I mean the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding its shame and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read the first part of verse 2 from two other versions of the Bible. The Bible in basic English. The first part of verse 2 says having our eyes fixed on Jesus the guide and end of our faith. Good news translation. Good news. It says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. On whom our faith depends from beginning to end. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. You know, the Christian life or the Christian experience has been likened to many different things. 
It's been likened to everyday things, everyday events, and everyday practices. So, for example, we are made to understand that the Christian experience is warfare. It's warfare. In another place, it is likened to boxing. Or as some of you say, in busking. Do you like boxing or you like busking? Busking. Busking. All right. Then, in another place, it is likened to a fight. Other places, it is likened to farming. And then other places it is likened to um, building. So the Christian life or experience can be compared to many different things. Or likened to many different things. Now in the verses that I just read to us. The author of this epistle to the Hebrews believed to be the apostle Paul is likening the Christian experience to a race. It's a race. Tell your neighbor your Christian life must be run like a race. Hallelujah. Amen. And this race is not a sprint. It's not 100 meters. It's not 200 meters. It's more like a marathon. Maybe like a steeplechase. There's an athletic event called steeplechase. Like 3,000 meters steeplechase. So, with this race, when you get to a point, you have to jump over a hurdle. You will even land in a pool of water. And it's one of the most difficult athletics events that you can ever participate in. And here, the Bible is opening our eyes to see that a Christian experience is like a race. So in these verses that we read, the setting is like a sports arena. Or like a stadium. Where you have spectators in the stand. And then you have athletes running on the track. The athletes are you and I. We are the athletes. Every Christian must see himself or herself as an athlete. One who is running a race. It is not an easy race. It's a very difficult race. It comes with a lot of obstacles. It comes with a lot of difficulties. 
a lot of challenges. It will test your strength. It will test your commitment. It will test your devotion. So you and I have been called to run this Christian race. And Paul, in his letter to the Hebrews, and therefore his letter to us believers, is urging us to do a number of different things. The first thing that he's urging us to do is that we should be inspired by others who have run similar races once upon a time. These people who have run similar races before are the ones in the stands, the spectators, sharing us on, urging us on encouraging us that we can make it. Who are these spectators? These are the great heroes of faith. That the Bible speaks to us about. In Hebrews chapter 11. Noah. Noah. Abraham. Abraham. Jacob. Jacob. Isaac. Isaac. Sarah. Sarah. David. David. Samuel. Samuel. Daniel. Daniel. Gideon. Gideon. Something. Something. These are people who run similar races to what we are running. They finish their race. And now they are in the stands. And they are cheering us on. Telling us that just as they made it, we also can make it. That just as they survived, we also can survive. So as you and I are running our Christian race, there are voices in the background. Voices coming from the sea. They are urging us on that you can you can't make it. You can't make it. Rise up from where you fell. Shake off the dust. And press on. And persevere. Because just as we made it, through faith in our God, you also can make it as you trust God and as you believe in Him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. You know, as I narrate this, I can recollect way back in secondary school. There, there were these events that we always looked forward to. What we call inter-schools and colleges sports competition. Inter-court for short. I don't know whether they still do these things. They still do, but it's not like our time. And it was a great and special event. Then after that, you have this. You, so you start off in zones. Then the first, second, and third schools in a zone will now go for interzonals. And it was a very exciting time for all of us. It gave us an opportunity to leave school. To go to okay, so the boys, Pastor James, that it, Pastor James says that in his time they 
they used to leave the schools to go and see the girls. Sure. Especially if you go to the boys' school. You are looking forward to see the girls from St. Mary's. I went to the best school in Ghana. Do you have a problem with my assertion? I have the platform, is that not so? You're entitled to your opinion. And interestingly, this school that I went to, not only were we good academically, but when it came to sports, we were also very good. Did I ever tell you the school that I went to? Oh, I've never told you before. Never. There are only two schools. Uh, my school and the others. God bless you. Please, after service, see me for an offering. I went to the Presbyterian Boys wow. Secondary School. I haven't finished. And the Sixth Form Science College. Wow. <laughs> there was no other Sixth Form Science College in Ghana. Except in why? My wife is preaching against the preaching. She says that there's no more sixth form colleges. I don't care. Because the one I went to, you're called a pound. You guys, you are very, very sober. It is still the best. Oh, you've not been watching the math and science quiz. You, you've not watched. We've done how many? Seven. So we are looking forward to breaking the eight. Clap your hands for my school. And it was always a wonderful time. We will go to the stadium. Usually we go to the Crossport Stadium to cheer on our athletes. And as they are running, we'll be cheering them on. We'll be singing. Elvis Nebana. They are man for Elvis Nebana. They said, Did you go to present? Then we'll sing Elvis Bafi. Elvis Bafi. Elvis Bafi. Elvis Bafi. Hallelujah. We'll be going on procession like this. Oh, it was a great time. Now, just as we used to do way back in school days, in this Christian race that we are running, as we are running, as we are pressing on, as we are trying to do our best, there are people in the stands encouraging us. You know, encouragement is something that helps a person to do better. And whatever you're trying to do and achieve in this life, you need encouragement. Not condemnation. Not criticism. 
not ridicule, not scorn, not mocking, but encouragement. When people encourage you, you receive a special motivation to do better and to press on harder. And we must learn to encourage each other, urging each other. On. There is a, a very unfortunate syndrome in our in our setting. In our, in our nation. On the African continent. It's called PhD. That means pull him down. And you find out that in our normal setting, when you want to try something, usually the first reaction or response you get is discouragement. That you can't do it. That you can't make it. Some will even tell you. They'll tell you about people who tried to do what you are trying to do and they died. They'll tell you that in your family, nobody has made it. And they'll even tell you that you are too known. Have you heard that expression before? That you are too known. When I was little, they used to say that about me. <laughs> Why are you nodding your head? Because you think that I'm too known. <laughs> Actually, I was too known. Yes. I remember one day I went crying to my mother that my big brother says I'm too known. And she comforted me that you are not too known. But I know that she knew. <laughs> so we need to be encouraged. And there's a reason why I preach the way I preach. There's a, that, 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 there's a reason why I like to encourage people. That even if I'm rebuking you and correcting you, you can sense that there's love behind it. And there's an encouragement behind it. That you are not being written off. That conclusions are not being drawn about you. But whatever review or reproach is coming, the second thing that we are being urged to do is to lay aside anything that can prevent or hinder us from running well. And anything that can prevent us from finishing our race. Hallelujah. So remember he says, wherefore seeing that we are encompassed about, about by so great a cloud of witnesses, the next thing it says is, let us lay aside every weight. And the same that that so easily beset us. So the second thing we are being encouraged to do. 
It's to lay aside every weight. And to lay aside besetting sins. Two things are mentioned, are mentioned specifically. Weights. Besetting sins. And I explained to you on the 31st night. That weights are things that slow you down. Make it difficult for you to run. Hinder you from making the progress you ought to be making. And weights are not sins per se. But they slow you down. And if you don't take care, they can prevent you from finishing your race. So, for example, your past, your past, can be a Your painful experience can be a weight. Your mistakes can be a weight. Your disappointments can be a And sometimes you are slowed down in the in the Christian race by your past. Mistakes you make. Your disappointments. Pain that you experience. It is important, ladies and gentlemen. That we put these things aside. And we bring a closure to certain things in our life. You cannot continue condemning yourself for the mistakes that you made in the past. And you cannot continue to hang on to the betrayal and the pain you experienced in the past. To be able to run well and to make progress. To be able to run well and to make progress. Bring a closure to these things of the past. And interestingly, even your achievements can be a weight. Because you see, the things you've achieved and accomplished in life can make you complacent. And you begin to think that what there is is all there is to it. So all these things are weights. Your family can be a weight. Your friends. Your job. Social media. Social media. Television. TV. All these things can be a weight. And so we are being urged. That to be able to run our race well, we must put all these things aside. Tell your neighbor, put aside those weights. The second thing he talks about are saints. Besetting sins. Besetting sins are the ones we continually struggle with. And things that we have a weakness towards. Lying, stealing, lust, fighting, bad temper, gossip, slander, unforgiveness, wickedness, unbelief. 
Right. So there are sins that are called besetting sins. Things that often cause us to trip. And the Bible says we should lay them aside. This year, God is giving us the power and the ability to lay aside every weight. Amen. And to overcome every besetting sin. Amen. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. And don't be too known. Don't say that I don't have any besetting sin. As you are saying that, I've already identified what your problem is. It is called pride. Or conceit. Conceit is excessive pride. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, that, that sometimes we, we feel very sure of ourselves. When we shouldn't feel that way at all. So there's a need not to be conceited. And say, conceited. There's a prayer that I want us to pray all the time. In Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way or evil in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So let's always pray this prayer. That as we move along. Holy Spirit. Search us in there. Never be too sure of yourself. Never be too certain about yourself. But always let's learn to subject ourselves to the searchlight of the Holy Spirit. And thank God that He will give us the ability to overcome everything that we need to overcome in our lives. And I hear your loudest amen. Amen. Anything that prevented you from running well in 2022. Jesus. By the grace of God, that thing will no longer be a problem in 2023. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Any battle that you fought in 2022 that you lost, Jesus. if that battle shows up again in 2023, Jesus. the outcome will be different. Amen. Look, I won't lie to you, but the Christian experience is full of battles. You never stop fighting until you lie in that rectangular box. And you are put under the earth. But that's why we say that Obra that's life. And with the Christian life also, it's a lot of battles. And that is why I'm declaring to you the battles that you lost in 2020. If they ever show up again, this time the outcome will be different. The results will be different. Amen. 
you will no longer be on the losing end. Amen. You will be the victor. Amen. I declare that God will cause you to triumph in this year. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes, Lord. May God strengthen you as Amen. you go through this year. The third thing that we are urged to do. In the scripture that we read, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, we are being asked to run with perseverance. Run with perseverance. That means we must run with endurance and patience. What does this mean? It means that we should never give up. We should never pray. You've heard it said before that in this life, winners don't quit and quitters don't win. And you must resolve that you're not going to give up or throw in the towel. Whatever challenge comes your way, whatever battle you need to fight, whatever you need to overcome, I want you to resolve that I won't retreat, I won't surrender, I won't give up. It is not over until it is over. Hallelujah. The final thing that is said to us that we are being urged to do is to look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. It says in verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Of all the things that we were asked to do. This, I believe, is the most important. This, I believe, is the most critical. This, I believe, is the most essential. That we should look unto Jesus. And throughout the series, there are three important questions that I'm going to attempt to answer. The first one. What does it really mean to look unto Jesus? What does it really mean to look unto Jesus? I'm going to attempt to answer that question. The second question I'm going to attempt to answer is why must we look unto Jesus? Why? What are the benefits of looking unto Jesus? And then the third important question that we are going to try to answer is how do we look unto Jesus? So we are going to look at the what. We are going to look at the why. And we are going to look at the how. So what does it really mean to look unto Jesus? Why must we look unto Jesus? And how do we look unto Jesus? To look unto Jesus means to fix your gaze on him. It means to focus on him. And it means to concentrate on him. But it has some deeper meanings. So what does it really mean to look unto Jesus? Number one, to look unto Jesus 
means to fix your gaze upon him. To focus on him. And to concentrate on him. On the 31st night, during the crossover service, I shared with you the story of Peter. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 31. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to summarize it. But in this story, Jesus had asked the disciples to go ahead of him in a boat. And he went somewhere to pray all by himself. Now, while they were in the boat heading to their destination, there was a mighty storm. The waves were huge. The winds were very strong. And the disciples were scared. This was in the night. And about 3 a.m. in the morning, they saw somebody walking on the face Heading in their direction. Obviously, they were scared. And they concluded that it was a ghost. But then they heard a familiar voice. Assuring them that it is me, Jesus. Then something happened. Peter called out. Peter, And said, if it is really you, Jesus. Ask me to come. The New Living Translation says, Then Peter called to him. Peter, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. He also wanted to walk on the water. Peter was a fisherman. Perhaps he could have swam to Jesus. But he didn't ask to swim. He said, I want to do what you are doing, son. And Jesus said, come. Of course, the other disciples must have protested. Peter, where did they go? I'm sure they told him, so you, you're too known. You are not stopping it. The one who says you should come is the son of God. The one who created the waters. It's no surprise that he can walk on it. You, Peter, you catch fish. That's what you do. So where are you going? Peter said, "I'll go." Peter said, "Me." He said, "Don't go." He said, "I will go." Peter, don't go. Peter, I will go. Peter, don't go. I will go. Peter, don't go. I will go. Peter, don't go. And right before their eyes, he stepped out of the boat and he walked to Jesus. But just before he got to him, the Bible says, "Are you not continuing with the scripture?" The Bible says he saw the winds and the strong waves. He saw the wind. Have you seen wind before? You see and feel the effects of the wind. But wind is invisible. Air it's invisible. But when you are afraid, you begin to see things that normally you don't see. 
So he saw the wind. And then he saw the waves. And immediately he started to sing. He had sense enough before he drowned to cry out to Jesus. Master, help me. Save me. I am drowning. But Jesus reached out to him and pulled him up. I submit to you that he didn't carry him back into the boat. I presume that he walked again on the water. And the question, what I tried to draw your attention was what made Peter start sinking. It is because he took his eyes off Jesus. Initially, he was looking to him. His eyes were fixed on him. His focus was on him. When that focus shifted to the problem, to the difficulty, to the frightening things happening around him, he started to sink and he started to drown. And it is important, therefore, that we fix our eyes on Jesus and to focus on him and to concentrate on him. And one of the reasons is so that we do not drown. Hallelujah. To look unto Jesus means to focus on him as our perfect example. To focus on him as our perfect example. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 11 from the New Living Translation. It says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Is, is your thing frozen? Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11. It says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has. That though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that are the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But in the verse 5, it says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has. Now, to be able to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has, we will have to be looking onto him and we will have to be emulating him as our perfect example. Because without looking onto him, without looking up to him, 
We cannot have the attitude that he has. We cannot follow his example. And the examples that he set for us are examples of selflessness. Examples of self-denial. Examples of sacrifice. Examples of humility. Examples of obedience. And the Bible says that this same attitude that was with Jesus Christ, we must also emulate. We are to follow his example. But we cannot follow this example if we are not looking up to him. And this year, by the grace of God, as we are looking unto Jesus, may we be able to follow all the examples he set for us. Amen. Examples of love. Amen. Examples of kindness. Amen. Examples of goodness. Amen. Examples of humility. Amen. Examples of selflessness. Amen. Examples of sacrifice. Amen. As we look unto him, may we be like he was. Amen. And may we be like he wants us to be. In the name of Jesus. In John 13, verse 12 to 15. We'll continue next week because my time is up. But in John 13, verse 12 to 15, after they had had the last supper, Jesus did something. He washed the feet of his disciples. And the Bible says, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord. And you are right. Because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's Then notice what he said after this. He said, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done. You cannot follow his example. And we cannot do as he did if we are not looking unto him. And so we look unto Jesus and we focus on him. And anytime we say we are looking unto Jesus, one of the things it means is that we are following the examples that he said for us. In 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, New International Version. It says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I want to say to you that the most important part of this verse is the part B. As I follow the example of Christ. And I'm saying this because there are many servants of God many pastors and many prophets who insist that we should follow them. And in a certain sense there are things that we can learn and there are things that we can pick up from our pastors, from our prophets, from our teachers, from our bishops. But the guiding principle must always be as they follow the example of Christ. 
And in essence, the one who we are really supposed to follow is Christ. So if anybody is insisting that you follow him or follow her, the question you must ask yourself that this thing that is asking me to follow him or her is is it an example that Christ set for us? And that is what every child of God must learn. You must not follow blindly. You must not follow as if you cannot think for yourself. And I'm very passionate about this. Because I see an error being propagated in Christian where the servants of God project themselves as they know it all as the perfect example of everything that whatever they are doing because they are the ones doing it then it means that we must follow and it's almost like no questions asked but the Bible is telling us that if we are following their example it must be because they are following the example of If Jesus did not set those examples for us, then you must tell yourself, I'm not following you. Hallelujah. So looking unto Jesus means following the example that Jesus set for us. And in this year, we are not going to follow any man. We are not going to follow any woman. We are going to follow Jesus. Amen. If that man, if that woman is following Christ, then we know that as we follow them, then we are following Christ. But our focus is on Jesus. I said our focus is on Jesus. I said our focus is on Jesus. And throughout this year, he alone will be focused on Jesus. And he alone will we look at Rise to your feet, clap your hands unto the Lord. And let's end today's service. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we are thankful to you for today. And thank you for your word. Looking unto you, Jesus. We have resolved and determined that this year, we will look unto you like we never have before that will fix our eyes on you will focus our gaze on you we will concentrate on you as our good example as our perfect example in times past we have looked to other things we've looked to other people we've even looked to ourselves but this year we will look unto you we will focus on you. The examples you set are the examples we will follow. How you loved is how we will love. How you forgave is how we will forgive. How you served is how we will serve. Help us to follow you and let your Holy Spirit strengthen us as we go through the year. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you're here today. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But it is important that in this year of looking unto Jesus, 
we must give our lives to him you cannot look unto him and you cannot follow him well until you have taken this very important step of surrendering your life to him and on this first Sunday service of the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family, I want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. You may be physically present here, or you may be watching online, but I'm prepared to pray with you. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are, and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. And if you are watching, you can raise your hand wherever you are. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want everybody to join in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I open my heart to Jesus and I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. I have determined to look unto Jesus for the rest of my life. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My life I give my own. I give to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, have I prayed. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.